0: What's going on, everyone? This is your host, Elliot Barr, and welcome to River City 93. On this week's episode, we are covering our previous game against Lansing at night, how the game played out, what to expect in the future, and the upcoming game against to Meta FC. So, with that being said, kick up your feet and enjoy the show, guys. What's going on, everyone? This is Elliot Barr, the host of River City 93, and for the first time in show history, I have a co host. You want to introduce yourself, my man? Hey, Shanir
1: Durand
0: here. So, Shanir is with me, uh, another member of the River City Red Army. So, this past weekend, we had a unique game. I say two games mixed into one with the yeah. uh, Richmond Kickers going against the new team, the Atlantic Ignite. How do you feel
1: like the game played out for the most part? Uh, the game was sketchy at best. Um, the first half you could see that the Richmond Kickers players had not had enough time to work together, to play together, to practice together before the game. They were completely disconnected from each other. But then, it was, like you said, it was kind of two games in one. It was a game of two halves. The second half, they kind of started to m- meld together a little better. Yeah, and we almost sense. got the comeback.
0: Yeah. Um, so, we are going to go in-depth into the game. We're going to talk about we, One thing that just said to me is what I've heard a lot about Coach Boulow was that he wanted to play more of a possession style of soccer, But it seemed like a possession style that was more of, we want to hold the ball so you don't get it. Like, we want to possess it in areas, not to possess it to attack, like Man City. Mm -hmm. We want to possess it in more of, we want to hold the ball so we could take our time on it. And Lansing, from the get-go, seemed like they wanted to press us heavy, press us in front of our own 18 box, and get us in the areas of the field where if we're off to the side of the wing, tucked into our own 18, they were going to send two, three guys Actors multiple times.
1: Yeah, it was just direct. I mean, it wasn't long ball direct, but it was. Once you get the ball, quickly flying forward, getting as getting as many players up in our end of the pitch as possible as quickly as possible, and yeah. it, it really was devastating for the kickers. No,
0: it really was. So both teams came out in a three four three. Um, but you made an interesting point before we started recording the show, you feel like both three,
1: four threes were different. They were different. And you could see when the kickers were able to get some attacking presence, some attacking fun in the game, it was a very crowded back line. And you could see that two wingers were playing as wingbacks for Lansing, Yeah, for Lansing FC However, when Lansing FC was attacking, we felt it looked like we were outnumbered in the back end because the, our wingers were not playing as wing backs; they were playing a little higher up, and leaving the back three unattended, unaided, um, which led to some some really really dangerous chances for Lansing FC.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um... So the first half for me, when I went back and rewatched it, because definitely standing in section 0, you don't get a real good presence on the game. Hey, no. <laughs> so going back and re-looking at the game, a couple of things that I saw was there was a lot of misplaced balls in the open couple of minutes where it seemed like balls that should have been played on the ground that would have helped us seemed like we chasted it and then we tried to kick it long. Where yeah. even when you're going against an aggressive pressing kind of team, that's what they want you to do. They don't want you to drag them out of place. So it's like if I can get you – to miscontrol the ball, I know I have a better chance of having a header, getting it flipped on. It was a lot of 50-50 balls. Yeah. That's something yeah. that the kickers didn't want to do. Um like it was a lot of jump balls that were just being that could have been played in the fall that Lancey got on too quick, got on, got on to that helped them up. And you know, that's where kind of like the first goal kind of came from because it was a ball that Lancey had that they kicked long to the wing. Then there was another ball player, to Saint Duca, who pretty much dribbled in, mm-hmm. and it just pulled the other center back up forward, which created a hole for, um, I know I hope I don't mess up his name, Masubani, who just slipped it in into the right post. Like it was just seemed like it was just a hole there in the middle that no one.
1: Was yeah, filling. and that that also goes into the the fact that the defense was, the our defense was left high and dry. They yeah. were left high and dry throughout most of the game. There was no midfield support in that first goal at all. You could see that even though man for man, our defense wasn't outnumbered, but the fact that they had to cover so much ground without any help from the midfield yeah. got them out of position and went for I mean, it was an easy finish.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree with that a lot. I think funny. one of the things that you definitely see from that first goal is our midfield is still getting to know each other, so it was always that case of, like, you play something yourself. Yeah. And when you play on a new team, it's always that case of, well, do I step? Do you step? Exactly. I don't know where you're covering. I don't know who's covering where.
1: Exactly. So it's exactly. kind
0: of that thing of, I don't know where to go. And, you know, Shadowski is, like we were also mentioning in the pre, before we started recording, a lot of players that we were expecting to play did not play. Like, I think Thompson was out with a calf injury. He was hurt. Troyer is probably not going to be back for a while. Yeah,
1: I think it's about three weeks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, all right. So, not only on top of our biffles new, the back line is new. And then you have Shinovsky back there by himself. So, it's like, you can kind of see the miscommunication of, I know where I'm supposed to go. I hear it. But... My
1: brain is telling me to go here. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, I saw that a lot. Um, Akira Fitzgerald, um, what I heard about him from a lot of the preseason hype was he's very good at getting balls out to midfield.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I saw some, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, I saw a lot of misplaced balls by him.
1: Yeah. yeah I saw a no, lot there, of There were some misplaced balls by him. However, it is a breath of fresh air to see basically Akira kind of playing sweeper-keeper of sorts. He he is much better with his feet than the goalies we've had in the past.
0: Yeah, I, I agree I mean, with that a lot. It, it I was very impressed by how his distribution was, how he was able to get the ball from the left, go to the right, and get the ball 25-yard pinger yeah. to someone on the wing, the Bulldog on the wing. And that's something before we didn't have. Because if you're going to play out of back, you can't have a goalkeeper who's just hoofing it long. It's exactly. Fifty-fifty 50-50 balls. It felt like some of the balls were like that. I also felt like, you know, do new, new team. It's kind of just like, I'm p- getting this ball here to you.
1: You got to win it. Exactly. Well, I mean, as time goes along, they'll get used to Akira Fitzgerald's balls up the field. And yeah. the moment a center back feels they need to give it back to him, those midfielders will be taken off and running. Yeah. They'll be knowing that that ball is coming into a, a certain space. They'll be looking for those pockets of space to let Akira know where he can put the ball. Yeah. So, again, that that ties back into what we said about them not not being really together.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, like we said, like I mean, go-to kind of comes off that miscommunication with the back line because I think it comes off from Akira. I mean, Akira ball that went out of bounds are like the – I'm correct if I'm wrong. I think the fullback mishandled it. Yeah. It went out of bounds. And then there's a throw in. Um, Bulldog gets it. He loses control over the midfield. And like I said on the previous podcast, any ball that we lose in the midfield, we have to get back on defense. Because if you're playing a team that's aggressive passing, the moment you lose that ball in the midfield or in a dangerous area close to the sideline, they're getting on it. Yeah, they're And they're playing it off yeah. quick. So that's something that really happens up there second goal because it was kind of just... Bodoc loses it, and then Nick Moon, who I'm not going to lie, I'm highly – like, if USL had a fantasy league, I'm picking Nick Moon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm picking that kid. And he gets it, and he just slips into Alex Bruce, who lays it off of Gomez, and he one-times it into the post, past car, And then it's kind of weird. Seeing it in the stands, it, you kind of think, like, dang, he, no one got a foot to that. But then you see, like Shinosky got his foot to it, and it just rolls underneath his foot. Yeah,
1: he just—it was just a good flick right it under under it, it was, but it, it comes also from—I mean Bulldog getting the ball, being able to look up and not see any options to get that ball. Yeah, out that's of the something back. I saw too. Because if 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 they, if, if, if Bullo is trying to play possession style, playing out of the back, working your way up the field type football. There needs to be that support. So, Bulldog is already, so far, it's been hardwired into him. Don't just kick the ball forward. We're going to play out of yeah. the back. But if he looks up and sees nobody, then he's second-guessing. Like, wait, where do I put this ball? Yeah. By then, they're on top of you. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where you
0: ask a player to, I'm telling you to do one thing, but in my eyes, I'm seeing something totally different. Exactly. So, it's like, all right, kick the ball out of balance, and then do I shorten the field for us? Or do I try to lay this ball off? But I've already got two people coming to me, so it's kind of difficult in that matter. Exactly. So now we're already down two goals, and it's kind of just like I don't know. You had to feel like I definitely had to feel like oh, here goes last year all over again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was
1: the first start in my mind when we went in at when when the um, when the ref blew the halftime whistle, I was like, oh, <sighs> I was like, oh man, See, it's this is it all over again. Yeah, but I will say this: it seemed like after the
0: second goal, <laughs> things kind of change. It seemed like we're kind of going more into the just to hold the ball in the back, try to get the ball on field, press them more into their box. Yeah. The half style stats said it was fifty percent possession, but I felt like most of that possession was anywhere between the halfway line and our top of our eighteen box. It didn't yeah. really feel like we were in their area a lot, yeah. even though we had a lot of great chances. I think Jew. No, it wasn't Joey G. It was um I think Boldock. He had that one ball that he scot over. It was the one time ball that he kicked it and he just went over the crossbar.
1: Yes. And it seemed yeah. like we were getting more more into it. I mean you you saw those our wingers, uh Hughes and I wanna make sure I pronounce his name right. Amencona. Yeah I think I'm Yeah. They actually were playing really well on those wings. They did a good job on the attacking side of things when we did get forward, yeah. um, especially Amin Kona. I mean, some of those overlapping runs on the right side, he was really giving their back line some trouble. Yeah. And the see, problem Amin, is those crosses were coming in and no one was on no the end of
0: No one was there. Him. Yeah, no one was in the back. And see, Amonkona at first was kind of frustrating me because it seemed like every time he would jump for a because, granted, if you see Amonkona, he is, like, legitimately 5'6", five, 5'7". Five,
1: yeah, he is But the short. guy
0: can jump.
1: Yeah, he can jump. But yeah. it was
0: like, every time he jumped, he'd get the header or try to get the header, and he just get knocked off by a guy that's, like, six one.
1: Yeah. it's like, oh, like... Yeah, so I... That's why that's a player like that, you keep him out on the wing. Yeah. You keep him out on the wing. You, he shouldn't be trying to win 50-50 balls in the air because he may be able to jump, but he's smaller, so he's easy to move out of the air yeah. by a bigger guy.
0: And I will say this... Um, it seemed like when Lansing was trying to build play, they struggled. When yeah. they could counter, when that's they could when get they the ball. Dangerous. It seemed like they they it clicked for them. So it yeah. seemed like if we could slow them down and make them kind of organize in the back, try to play the ball in the back, it seemed like Lansing wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah, and that's what I think. Bulo changed. I think he dropped um, a, call, a mass more to the midfield mm-hmm. and allowed him to be kind of like not a pivot but more of get the ball to him, allow him to create. Yeah. So it seemed like that helped out a lot. It also midfield numbers. You know, when you get three in the midfield versus two, it it's kind of like a numbers game at that point. And it seemed like it kind of helped out. So going more to the second half, the third goal. I don't know how you feel. The third goal for me, everybody got to relax after that. If I'm coach, everyone got to relax after that third. Nah,
1: no, nah, nah, nah. everyone. I- I think, yes, there is an issue of communication there. And and everyone is at fault for that. But this goes back to what I had said earlier about the difference in formation. There was no defensive width. And um, who's who's the one who headed the ball in? Koific? Uh, Koyfik, yeah. Koyfik came from almost a touchline to come in to get yeah, that header. It, he came from outside of the box all the way near the touchline. Yeah. So... No one was out there. There was not a single Kickers jersey out there. Yeah. So, where are the. That's where uh, I'm mean Kona and Hughes come into play. You have to play as a wing back. You have to come back. You have to create that width for the defense. Yeah. And it was off of. Her, it was off
0: of. Like another thing we say, it was off of Joey G not able to clear that ball the first time he tried to because he lost control of it. And they got the handball on top of the 18. Gomez is taking a free kick. And Gomez before he took, it, I think, a free kick early in the game where he's got it long. But it looked like the same play like this where he was trying to get it towards that back post off to the side. Because maybe they saw something. Maybe they saw, like, we were not covering the two guys in the back because we were all paying attention to, you know, the where middle the of the field. Yeah, where the ball, ball is. watching. So, with so Joey G-
1: For that, ball
0: watching, laps. Yeah. You're running laps. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, when Gomez kicks this ball in, it's just like, all right, it's looking like it going out of bounds. It's a free kick. We're good. And then, of it comes out of nowhere. It just... Unmarked. Unmarked. Free header. Like, if you give that to any center back, they're taking that. Yeah. They're taking it. And it actually... It doesn't even look like he he's playing that to go... It looked like he's playing that to get it back into the 18. So someone could get a flick onto it. It just happens to go in the back of the net. Yeah. And I think there, it was like... You could kind of feel it in the stands. It was just like,
1: oh, God. Yeah. Was, <laughs> that, when that <laughs> third one went in, I, I, was, it I was, like, was gutted. It, I, it, yeah. You felt like it was done and dusted. That it was, was it. like, oh, man, here we go
0: again. But then it's like you had two changes. Um, and this is where the Maestro dropping in the midfield kind of happened yeah. more. Then we bring on, um, oh, God, I know I'm going to mess up his name. Mag- Magalas? otherwise He's a Brazilian. Yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna figure out the names. Trust me. It's only episode three. We're gonna figure out names. And then and, um Asakoff came off for of Shinofsky and Hughes.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it kinda seemed like there was a formation shift. To me, it looked like it went to a 442. Yep. We had, you know, two more up top. It was more pushed up, but it seemed like it was more balanced on the yeah. wings. Because now we had a proper fullback behind him that can kind of like, hey, I'm here for defensive support. Yeah. You can still yeah. deport. There was,
1: there was that defensive width I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, could
0: kind of go more out there. So now, this is where the first goal comes from. If we got closer to this before, but Stoneman gives a deflector shot off a car who was trying to clear it. It bounces off a car. Jackson gets the ball, and it has a beautiful layoff to Maxi, who one-times it into the box. And there you're like, all right, this is, I kind of think, the style of play that he wants. He wants, Bulo wants that kind of ball where it's like, one-time it. Don't sit on the ball. Don't try to look. Yeah. If you got the shot, take it. Yep. Yeah. Take it. And yeah. man, that was Maxi did. He one-timed it into the box.
1: Yeah, no, that that was just a classic case of being the first to the ball and yeah. punishing mistakes. Yeah. That was a mistake, a, a, a mishit from uh, Lansing, from uh, the Lansing player, who was it? Stone. It was Stone Stoneman. Man. Yeah. Stoneman hit it off of Carr. I mean, Carr didn't didn't really know anything about it. It was. It, I mean, that ball was coming at him fast. He couldn't yeah. get out of the he way. Didn't of do it.
0: anything about it. And it just so
1: happy that Jackson happened to be there. Who reacted first? Jackson was on top of it and just, I mean, and at the moment that ball started to, the ball didn't even get to Jackson. And kickers players were already running yeah. into position. And, and that's, that's how something you...
0: towards last year we didn't see it like that. It was exactly. kind of just, I got the ball, there's no one else around me. Now it's kind of the case of there's players going, reacting more than being reactive. Like, yeah, the last... I'm going to wait for you to get the ball more than,
1: all right, I'm going to anticipate three steps ahead. Yeah, and be in place. So, but if it was last season, Jackson would have been expected to try and take it by himself and yeah. go for it, and most definitely, mostly probably, maybe would have lost that opportunity. But when you got numbers coming in, you punish mistakes. Now the rest of the the Lansing team are already moving up the field because this looks like it's going to be a diagonal clearance. Yeah. So everyone's already moving up. Now they've got to track back. It's too late because we're already running forward. Yeah, I totally just- agree.
0: Um, I also think that. Now the penalty, was. I'm not gonna lie. The guy who scored the throw goal, Koifik, then
1: becomes the villain because he gives up the penalty. Like yeah. I'm sorry, I mean, to that, say it, that was just unlucky. That was just a very, very good play. But who who had the ball at that point? I think I think it was uh, Joey G. I think it was Joey G. Yeah. We so at. yeah. So, but as
0: a center back, you gotta know like anytime you are sliding, you gotta know like I can't
1: have my arm like way behind me trying to trail. Yeah. Am, 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 am I being too harsh? I mean, to be honest with you, as a center back, you would probably want to have that arm out there because in case you do miss the ball, if your arm is out there, you can with that your arm in that position, you can recover and stand back up quicker. Yeah. If your arm is tucked in... Now you've got to maneuver yeah. yourself on the ground to <laughs> it's get It's kind of like you're a seal; you try to get off <laughs> and you can't move. You're like, exactly, <laughs> that arm—it's all about balance, and that is the biggest issue that world soccer has. Period. Um, the issue of you know. Yeah, is it an issue of making your body bigger to get your hand on the ball, or is it an issue of getting your balance the best way possible as a center back? Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was unlucky, but it it is it was but, a handball. I will but, say this: it came off a good spell of play where it, we were
0: able to possess the ball the way we wanted to. You know, it, it's kind of like the tell of two coins. We're down by multiple goals. It's kind of like you're playing freer. You're yeah. not thinking as much. You're just reacting. You're just going. You're
1: like, it and can't get any worse than this. Yeah, you just got it. He got and the ball. He went in.
0: It. He made a good cut inside, caught the defender, slide it in, got it into his hand. And then the penalty came. And then Joey G. I, you know what, man? That's his nickname from now on. Joey G. I just <laughs> wanted his reins, baby. <laughs> Took the pin straight on. Scored it. We're down 3 2 at this point. I think that's around, what, the 75th minute? Yep. Yeah. And then the last 15 minutes, it seemed like the kickers were going at it. It seemed like Lansing was kind of struggling to,
1: to keep yeah. up
0: with it. They, they were all just trying to see the game out, and yeah. we were not letting them do that. No, we wasn't. And that's where I think if you had – if this game happens 20 games, not 20, but more like game 15,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where our team knows each other, I think we, we're we score that third goal.
1: We're definitely scoring that third I, I think goal. We, we had one chance that went – just wide a header that went just wide but we're scoring we're we're definitely at least tying maybe winning a game against this lansing team now i'm not too familiar with how well the lansing players know each other how long they have been playing together but if they've been playing together for a while and this is the performance we have having players who have we we have quite a few players that just came in a few weeks Yeah ago. yeah. So um once once the kickers locker room is able to get fully organized I see a completely different style of play, a completely different energy than last year.
0: I I agree. Yeah. So the game ends 3-2. How Versus how you felt when it was 3-0, how do you feel at halftime? I mean, at the end of the game.
1: At the end of the game, I, I'm i gutted that we took the L, didn't get any points out of it. But the performance in the second half really shows <clears throat> that it, it makes me optimistic for the future. Yeah, it Because does. I feel like, okay, with them knowing each other, with the intensity that they played in the second right. half... I mean, they they can they can scare any team in this league. Yeah, at I, this point,
0: I also see, I see more effort. Like I know effort doesn't count in the stats of wins and losses. Like it's professional players. Like you, these guys, if they're playing CBA soccer with us, mm-hmm. like they're arguably the best. But what I see is more of a commitment. Like it's easy to go three down, yo and just hang your head. Yeah. But for you to come back, fight, especially opening game one there's been talks of like is the team going to perform like they're supposed to I, I see a lot of problems so I I feel more optimistic about it yeah you know so we're going to take a quick break um we're going to come back we're going to talk about our next game on Saturday against the uh, Torpedo FC so keep an eye out we'll be right back okay hey do you want to know where you could go check out the latest podcast and your favorite MLS, USL Championship, and League One Team? Then I would tell you to go check out BGN, Big Beautiful Game Network. The website is BGN.fm Alright, welcome back everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed a little ad break. Um make sure, you know, listen to the ad break. Um, that's how we pay for the show. Uh, not really. Um so our next game is Saturday. 5 p.m. City Stadium we played Tormenta FC who won the inaugural game of USL League 1 scored the first goal so I'm pretty sure the hype train is all all behind them um who are a couple of players to look out for for me right now Marcelo um Michelato the striker seemed like a pretty dangerous guy
1: yeah seemed yeah, like a very dangerous, guy. dangerous.
0: Seem like a guy who plays well in the air. Seemed like he's good with the flick on the ball. Um, kind of seemed like that... I don't want to use the cliche term, like an old school number nine, but someone that can back into a striker and kind of just lay off passes here and there, whichever. Yeah. But then can kind of deceive you with
1: pace and kind of break you off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he He kind of showed a mix of... A... Pacey striker and a target striker. I mean, when you look at the goal, he assisted the goal with his back to goal. Yeah. With his back to goal. And, of course, it was a, that was a beautiful flick onto Morrell. Yeah, I agree. Um, but to have someone who can receive the ball with his back to goal mm-hmm. or run at defenders with the ball or without the ball, run in behind, um, That's that's just... The, the diversity in, in what he can do is, is... He's got a mixed bag and it's... It's, it's something that we're going to need to make sure we look out for. Um, and as you said, Alex morell Also a great, great, great run into the box to anticipate that touch. So...
0: I mean, what what I saw from this team, and we were kind of we saw the online graphic of it was a three four three. I don't know if this is the new thing in USL. I think like out of the eight teams that played this weekend, I think five or six were three four threes.
1: I mean, or at least three in the back.
0: Yeah, you know. it seemed like it, but we kind of made the deception of it was a three four two one. Yeah, where Morale and who was the other winger? Uh, I'm losing uh, Helman. I think it was Hellman. Yeah, Morale and like, Hellman were. They were wingers, but they tucked in to be attacking mids. Yeah. So it was like, Mitzalata was kind of more pushed up more to be not like a target striker, but like a lone striker. And it kind of looked like he caught Grievo off guard by a little bit at first. What I saw, it looked like he caught him off guard.
1: Yeah. um, Well, um, it's interesting, because one of the players really to look at um, for Tormenta was Hellman, and it wasn't very... Active in that game um, against Greenville. From what I saw, he didn't. He didn't really do as much. But I feel that Tormenta, as a whole, were more interested in soaking up the pressure than going forward.
0: Yeah, I agree um, with that
1: because it did seem like Greenville had a lot of opportunities. Greenville had the lion's share of chances. And also slightly more possession, and their possession was seemed to be more in the attacking half, yeah. than in the defensive half, like I think Greenville held the ball
0: like more in, more in tormenta it was kind of like almost like our game, where was, yeah. like Greenville was just more in their half, yeah and more in their yeah, it just happened that tormenta got now it was a beautiful goal played over the top it just happened to be a counterattacking goal that dragged everyone else. Like, I think you made a case of how the fullback never really ran back in to really pick up
1: um, morale and yeah. score the goal. Like, if yeah. someone's there tracking or just kind of hanging back a little bit, I don't think Yeah, that he can't before. freely just run into there without running into a body.
0: Yeah. So, that, I think that's something that caught kind of him Like, the possession stat was like 48 to to 52 to Grievo. So, that goes right to your whole thing about how you know, Greenville was having more of the ball, probably more of the chances, but, yeah, you know, soccer's one of those games yeah, where... they just didn't put them away. Yeah. And look, I think they had a beautiful chance at goal with the 86 minute, the goal where the goalkeeper just happens to have a leg out and it gets deflected.
1: Oh, yeah. That...
0: Yeah, if y'all haven't seen it, go back and watch the highlights from Tormenta and Greenville around the 86 minute mark. It is a... It is a beautiful save by the goalkeeper. Like, Beautiful save. Like if I'm one of his players, I'm kissing, I'm kissing his shin guards after the game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kissing shin guards. Like so thank you. Thank you. Um, so, how do you think the game against Tormenta and Richmond will play out?
1: Um, Keep in
0: mind, they play midweek against Tucson.
1: Yes, uh, Tormenta do have a midweek game, and and as we spoke before we started uh, recording, um, it could go one of two ways for Tormenta. It could either be which is the least likely it could either be tired legs or it could just be they're still on a high from the week game from the midweek game yeah. and if they are still on a high from the midweek game we're just going to have to hold the corner hold the ropes and just weather the storm of that first attack because i if tormenta are still high from that wednesday game they'll come out, from the from the whistle, they will come out guns blazing. Yeah. And we need to make sure we can soak up that pressure and catch them on the counter. And later on in the game is when we will be able, much like the Lansing game, which is when we will be able to really push forward yeah. as their legs get tired. Because two games in four days, regardless of who you are, it's going to wear on you yeah. towards the end of that second And game. it
0: also depends on how much rotation the coach gives.
1: Cause exactly. It,
0: honestly, yeah. I think... Does Tormenta stay with the same starting eleven they played Wednesday, or did they put in the you know backup guys for that game against Tucson? Because granted, I hate to say it, Tucson is a two squad. So yeah, how you know are you really putting a full fledged squad out there? Are you are you going from the idea of let's rack up as many points as we can now, or is it like well let's play the backups get them some reps and balls so later down the line if someone gets hurt or someone gets called
1: up to Phoenix Rising. These guys already have reps. Yeah. Well, you, you yes, you have to take into consideration the players that will get called up to Phoenix if there are any. Um, however, it's I feel it's a bit early in the season to, to do be that. worrying about your depth and worrying yeah. about rotation. And I messed That's up. I got mid season.
0: Tucson mixed up. Yeah. I said Phoenix Rising. Tormenta is themselves. But yeah. I mean, just one again, like how how in depth are you gonna, you know, are you gonna play your full starting eleven? You know, we we gonna are you gonna see a you, lot of changes.
1: The thing is, with teams like Tucson, you don't know what you're gonna get because yes, they are a B team, but they are a B team to an MLS team. So they USL are championship. Uh, right. sorry, USL yeah. a USL championship team. So they are they are, you know, training with players that are above. The yeah. level that we're playing at it here, is. so it it could go either way with that. However, like I said, it's a bit too early in the season. I feel for a lot of coaches to be thinking about let's try and rotate the squad because you want your core starting eleven yeah. to get as used to playing with each other as possible. Yeah. So I those agree. first few games, it's gonna be those starting eleven. There are not gonna be too many surprises in the lineup. Yeah. They're going to keep them playing together. And then as legs start to get tired, probably about a month, two months from now, then we'll start trying to plug, plug gas, yeah, give guys I time to that. rest. Um, so how do you... I, I personally see the game
0: ending on Saturday. I want to go 2-1, but I also feel like it could be a draw. It just depends on how they game Wednesday
1: with Tormella and Tucson go. It, it, it does. It depends on how Wednesday's game goes. And also it also depends on 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 what we do with those wingers yeah. um this next game hopefully especially the third goal that we conceded uh yesterday or um Saturday was a lesson yeah in that that our wingers need to play a little bit more like wingbacks and less like wingers yeah, and i, I look if we saw it.
0: I'm pretty sure Bulow saw it. I mean yeah. Bilal saw it I'm I'm pretty sure he saw it as well. And I feel like things get switched a lot in that game. So maybe there will be a formation change. Maybe we'll still play out of the back, but now it'll be more of a having multiple options, people coming back yeah. towards the ball, things like that. So
1: Yeah.
0: What do you think the score will be? Uh,
1: um If you think it's too early then nah, I understand why you don't want to get for it. No, no, I gotta I gotta throw something in there. Um <laughs> I think with the way they played against Greenville, I think we do have a chance of getting three points. Another, another player that we do need to be careful with um, when we're attacking and when we're defending corners is um, their center back, Phelps. The guy's oh. a giant. He's 6'4". He's a power forward. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's just remember. He's a power forward. He's a power forward back there. So and and from what I saw of um of of the game that Tormenta had, he's not one of those big guys who can't move. He can move. Yeah. And he's big, tall, strong, and he can move his way around the field. He knows his way around the pitch. Um this is a situation in which I really think a player like Connor Shenowski will be Key on corner kicks and set pieces I agree. to make I agree. sure to stay on this guy. It's gonna be a battle. I oh, know. Yeah. I mean, Connor is Connor's pretty tall, but this guy, I mean, <laughs> so, so I'm gonna poke fun Connor
0: Chonowski. There was one moment in the game I can't remember when it was, but he had the Steven G. Rod slip, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is not good." Like <laughs> he had full leg out, just diving out there. I was like, "Oh, this this is not good." Um. But I I do, I I agree with that point. I also think I love the partnership so far that I've seen between Jackson and Joey G. Yes. I feel like that's going to be key if those guys can link up, especially with Maxie and uh, um, Amos. I feel like if those four can get on the same page, find two, learn, you know, where the spacing is, who's going to make the run, who's not going to make the
1: run. I feel like that is going to be very key for the team as a whole. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do feel that we have this season that <clears throat> we did not have last season, and to be honest with you, even the season before, is we've got goals in this squad. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are goals in this squad. I yeah. mean, there you can see that a lot of players are willing to move forward, to push forward, to try and find the back of the net. Um, while, I mean, we have had this running joke with the Red Army is that, you know, the kickers don't shoot from outside the 18. Oh, yeah. yeah no, no. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to have that problem. This we're like season. the 19... Think. We were like the last two
0: years. For those who don't know, the Richmond kickers were pretty much like the 1950s Boston Celtics trying to play with the Golden State Warriors now. Yeah. Like we were like, get the ball into the hoop. Back. Back. Take the layup, And Golden State is running off the court shooting threes like it's a free day. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a style change. Um, to everyone out there that's like, it's just the kickers are old, oh, it's not, it's a brand new team. You gotta give the team time. Um I, I'm willing to give them ten games before I really start judging harshly. What about you? Yeah, uh,
1: you you need to give um you need to give the coach, you need to give David Bulow the time to create this team, to m- allow them to mesh together, to meld together. Um, one thing that I've saw that in his um his interview before the game was he is interested in creating chemistry on this team and making sure that these guys know how to play together, um, can click. Um, Hopefully these guys will create that bond that you need to kind of be able to know each other on the field, know where each other are, know what's going to happen. Yeah, I I actually think we could probably score three goals this Saturday. Ooh. We could. I mean, if that All right. front line clicks, we All could.
0: Saturday, <laughs> All right.
1: We Taking could. Now, now we need to try and make sure we don't concede on the other the other end. Yeah, that is still in the works. We're still just a weekend. Um, yeah, I'm I looking agree at maybe three two. Because I, I, I can see goals in this team, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Greenville were very, very unlucky against Tormenta. Yeah. This weekend, um, they, they were unlucky and not clinical. Um, they had so many chances, clear cut chances to put the game to bed even before Tormenta scored. Um, I agree. They could have, they could have won that game three one, easily, uh, but they. It was just one of those days where it just doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't go work. in. It just doesn't work. Every shot that's on target is right at the goalie. Those got to be the worst. Oh, oh those got to be the worst. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, anything else from you, my man? Um, no, I'm just, I'm looking forward to a good season. It, it, the future's bright for this season yeah, with this I squad. I agree. The future's bright, and hopefully. Um, when we're looking at things off the pitch, their performance can can bring can bring more people to the stadium. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, the, the way they played this weekend was it, it was a different type of football, completely, completely yeah. different type of football. It was more exciting, faster pace mm-hmm. than what we're used to, yeah. um, and that that'll draw that'll draw. Draw people to the stadium. They will, they will. So, so
0: with that being said, um, where can everyone find you? At? Social media, anything like that.
1: Um, I know you just had the baby, so social media might not be a thing. Yeah, for. no, social media. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really big on social media. I'm on Facebook. That's about it. Facebook. All right, all right. <laughs> so you can find my
0: man on Facebook. Um, make sure you follow the rock podcast, River City ninety three. You can find us on Twitter. We are now on Google, uh, Playlist, Spotify. Podcast Stitcher, and we just got approved for Apple Apple Podcast, so you can find us on there. So we're big time now. Um, you can also find us on Beautiful Game Network. And with that being said, guys, you can catch us on the good side. Catch you next week, okay? Hey, guys, I have a question. Did you ever have a shirt that doesn't fit quite right or just not stylish enough anymore? Well, I can solve that problem for you. Go check out AtomicLotusApparel.com to find an awesome design for t-shirts at a great price. Also, while you're on the site, go check out the new River City 93 t-shirt and tell us what you think about it.